I'm going home, I lied to the old woman, who sat next to me at the bus stop as I paused, my backpack trailing from my hand, trying to catch my breath. I was getting all too good at lying from all the lies I had told over the past few days. It made me feel even guiltier, or it would have, if I had had room with her sympathy and boredom flooding over me. I tried not to shudder visibly and made up more of the story I had been developing over the three months I had been away from home. My dad got in an accident and they need me back from school. I was away at college. Already the woman's interest in me was fading. She had spoken to me because the bus was late and she was bored. The woman next to her was reading a newspaper. She leaned over and whispered something about how scandalous everything was in this day and age. I sat up in a panic. An all-too-familiar feeling was coming over me. It was time to start running again. He had found me. He was going to kill me. I leapt up and raced away, tightening the straps of my backpack around me as I ran. The first week I had been on my own, I'd had trouble running for long. I had stopped often and long. Three months into it, I had fooled my body into believing it had never known anything else. He had only started following me the day before. I had been wandering around as usual, head down, my jaw clenched against the madness of the people around me as they became irritated, were overjoyed. I hated all of the emotions. At least, I wished they would leave me alone just for a few hours. A wave of pure hatred had turned the rest of the chaos in my head to mere murmurs. It was a wave of almost pure blackness that threatened to overwhelm me and pull me down. It said, I am going to kill you. I am going to hunt you down and kill you. And I'm going to make it hurt. Since then, he had been following me. It was the kind of power that overwhelmed me completely, made it nearly impossible for me to control my own body. When he was around, I saw the world in a film of red. My sneakers slapped against the sidewalk. I preferred to run barefoot, but could not stop to rip them off. I locked my eyebrows together, tightened my back, and plowed through the chaos around me. I had wondered why, of all places, I would find myself in cities, not in towns or in the country where I might actually be able to avoid human contact. Instead, I had found myself running from city to city, hiding in the crowds and wincing away from the emotions that they hurled my way without realizing what they were turning me into. I had always been a sensitive child. It hadn't been until my first year at college that I realized what exactly my sensitivity was. My parents hadn't understood why I cried. They always told me that anything could make me cry. When my little brother stepped on a nail, I screamed for an hour, and they couldn't get me to be quiet until Tommy was taken care of. They had scolded me about trying to draw attention to myself. Throughout my early years of school, I had wept and begged to stay home. I had promised my parents that I would never ask for anything again if they would only let me stay home. When they asked me why, I couldn't tell them. I didn't know myself. I likewise couldn't explain to my teachers why I flinched away from them and my classmates as I went through middle school. I was the antisocial child, they told my parents. Had I ever been beaten? 
That was a question I could answer readily. No, I had never been harmed in any way. Not ever. They sat me in front of a psychiatrist who tried to get me to tell them that there was something wrong with me, that I was abused by my parents, teachers, or classmates. All I could get him to understand is that it was uncomfortable for me to be around people. He said that I had a social phobia and that the only cure was exposure. Throughout high school, things got worse. My teachers asked me more and more questions. My classmates either tiptoed around me or hated me. My parents looked at me with unhappy expressions and loved me more than they should have been able to. It was only when I saw the guy in my math class that all of a sudden I understood what no one else had ever dreamt.